to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new episode here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via the contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Ah, ah, don't touch that dial. There's excitement galore coming up in the next hour when you'll hear Miss Helfinger say to the police commissioner... Hey. Uh, yes? Get your cotton-picking hands off my typewriter. Oh, sorry. During another exciting episode of Chicken Man... He's everywhere! He's everywhere! The most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Tuesdays, we head to school with our Miss Brooks. This episode originally aired January 16th, 1949, and it's called Student Government Day. Here is our Miss Brooks, starring Eve Arden. A day upon which the entire administration of the city is handed over to high school pupils who have been elected by their classmates. Well, ordinarily, our Miss Brooks, who teaches English at Madison High School, would have very little to do with this event. But unfortunately, Miss Johnson, the civics teacher, took ill on Thursday, and our principal, Mr. Conklin, suggested that I take over her class. Of course, I didn't have to accept the assignment. I just figured that teaching is better than being totally unemployed. In some states, it's better. <laughs> At any rate, I conducted Miss Johnson's civics class on Thursday, and on the subject, what would I do if I held public office, the class and I had quite a spirited discussion. And in view of later developments, I'm sorry I didn't listen. But Friday morning finally rolled around, and the entire student body and faculty gathered in the assembly hall to hear Mr. Conklin officially proclaim it Student Government Day. Mr. Boynton, my bashful biologist, was sitting in the front row. And accidentally, with the aid of two bloodhounds, I found myself sitting right next to him. Oh, hello, Miss Brooks. Why, Mr. Boynton, this is a surprise. To you, anyway. I didn't see you sit down. I believe I left my notebook on that seat. It's just some lecture notes on the North American porcupine. Oh, sorry, Mr. Boynton, I didn't even notice it. He must have pulled in his quills. Here you are. Oh, thanks. I'll just hold it in my lap. Why don't we let the notebook have the seat and you could hold... No, not in school like that. <laughs> you know, Miss Brooks, something just occurred to me. We're always sitting next to each other in assembly. Fate seems to be throwing us together. Compared to my throwing, fate is a sandlot pitcher. <laughs> but perhaps you're right, Mr. Boynton. Maybe we should give fate a helping hand. I'm free for lunch today. How about you? Or would you rather ask me? Or am I being too subtle? Oh, darn that bell. I'll have to get him in the next round. Students, faculty members, and honored guests. 
First of all, as your principal, I would like to announce that because this is Student Government Day, school will be suspended. with your disappointment. <laughs> As you know, Student Government Day has been tried successfully in many other communities. And I have always been ready to experiment in any progressive plan to foster good citizenship. That is why you see before you on this platform our honored guest, Mayor Rimson. <laughs> now, Mayor Rimson, would you care to say a few words? Of course not. He only brought those nine pages along to put his gum in. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Conklin, for your generous introduction. <laughs> As I look out upon this ocean of young, eager, intelligent faces, a tide of emotion swells up in me. I'm getting a little seasick myself. And as I think of the glorious future which this community can look forward to at the hands of these youths, I am deeply touched. I have always been well informed on the affairs of young people. He ought to be. He's kissed so many babies you can't see his tie for the pablum. <laughs> and so it is with considerable pride that I now inaugurate for the first time in this community Student Government Day. Therefore, without further ado, it is my pleasure to introduce to you your duly elected mayor... Miss Harriet Conklin. You may applaud now. Thank you. My constituents, friends, and Mayor Rimston, I intend to show this community something new and different by making my term of office a clean and honest administration. Well, now, we... We will not tolerate graft and corruption. We don't. Thank you, Harriet Conklin. in our civic class yesterday. The racketeers must go, no matter what politician is protecting them. Oh, that Miss Brooks certainly is a card. <laughs> that will be all, Harriet. Did you really say that in civics class? I don't know. I wasn't listening. Mayor Rimson, allow me to apologize for my daughter's enthusiasm. Uh, she was obviously referring to the aims of city governments in general without realizing that those aims have already been attained in our community. Of course. <laughs> and now, it is my extreme pleasure to introduce the student who has been elected your chief of police, Walter Denton. incumbent police chief, I cannot re-emphasize too forcefully the remarks Miss Brooks made in civics class yesterday. <laughs> to wit, every crook and grafter who has been malting the city treasury of funds has gotten... <laughs> Thank you, Chief of Police Walter Denton. I haven't finished my speech. Oh, yes, you have, Denton. <laughs> Miss Brooks said just yesterday. This is not a symposium on the memoirs of Miss Brooks. Or maybe it is. Miss Brooks, you here? No, I couldn't make it today. What's that? Oh, oh, there you are. Before we go any further, isn't there something you'd like to say? Yes, sir. Is there a doctor in the house? <laughs>
father? Yes, Miss Brooks, I did. In spite of my abject apologies, Mayor Rimson left here in a very ugly mood. Now, Miss Brooks, just what happened in civics class yesterday? Well, we had an open discussion, and somebody opened it wider than I realized. <laughs> but we only discussed corrupt city administrations in general, Mr. Conklin. We made no specific mention of Mayor Rimson's corrupt administration. <laughs> uh, never, never mind what you mean. Thanks to you, we've got a band of young malcontents on our hands. Why, not five minutes ago, a student delegation was in here demanding a three-day school week. And that's not all. They also informed me that they would like a four-hour day, starting from the moment they leave home till the moment they arrive back there. <laughs> and portal to portal. Next thing you know, they'll be wanting time and a half for leaving the room. <laughs> no telling how far this thing can go. They've got the whip hand. They're in public office today. Student government day indeed. Whoever thought up that crack-brained idea ought to have his head examined. Bend over, Mr. Conklin. <laughs> it was your idea. Oh, well, don't change the subject. There's no telling... What... <laughs> As I was saying, there's no telling what that student reform party is capable of doing. Miss Brooks, it's up to you to see that they stay out of mischief. But, Mr. Conklin, you said this was a holiday, and I've got a very important lunch date to make. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Miss Brooks. You've got to chaperone those students. But, Mr. Conklin... Dismiss, Miss Mi Brooks. I said fall out. On the double. Aye, aye, sir. <laughs> Fine way to spend a holiday, chaperoning a bunch of... What am I running about? I'm halfway down the hall. <laughs> well, that's funny. I stopped right outside Mr. Boynton's biology lab. <laughs> well, I might as well go in now that I'm here. <laughs> oh, hello, Miss Brooks. Well, say, I hope Mr. Conklin wasn't too severe with you. Not at all, Mr. Boynton. How are you at setting bones? <laughs> and speaking of lunch, which you weren't, the date we almost had but didn't quite because you didn't get around to asking me and which I was going to talk you into but which I would have had to cancel because Mr. Conklin wants me to chaperone the students who are acting as government officials today. Oh, just a minute, Miss Brooks. I can't quite follow you. Me either, Mr. Boynton. <laughs> I suppose I'm trying to apologize for standing you up. When? Today. You were supposed to have lunch with me today? How nice of you to ask me. <laughs> in 15 minutes. Oh, but... Uh, I just want to powder my nose and fix up a bit. But you said something about chaperoning the... Oh, that can wait till after lunch. See you in a little while, Mr. Boynton. I wonder if I'm playing too hard to get. <laughs> now, if I can just avoid her honor, the mayor, and Walter Denton. Well, Walter, there's Miss Brooks. Uh -oh. Hiya, Miss Brooks. We've been looking for you. I've been lurking from you, too. Miss <laughs> Brooks, as mayor of this community... I feel that I have you to thank for many of my high ideals. Me too, Miss Brooks. When you stood up in civics class yesterday with a, a kind of glowing, luminous light emanating from your skull and your chalk <laughs> poised in front of the blackboard, you know who you reminded me of? Joan of Arc at the Battle of the Erasers. <laughs> Look, kids, I promised Mr. Conklin and I'd chaperone you today, Wonderful, but I have... Miss Brooks. We're really going to clean up this town. You have no idea what's going on in this town, Miss Brooks. If you'll just stick with us, we'll show you graft and corruption, infamy and greed. I'd rather have Mr. Boynton show me spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> now, if you'll just keep quiet about it, I'll meet Mr. Boynton for lunch. Lunch? But what about the ideas of decent, honest government that you had yesterday? Yeah, and don't you want to be in at the kill? Who are we killing? 
I'm afraid we'll have to take an executive action, Walter. Right. Miss Brooks, I assume you still believe in obedience to duly elected authority? Of course I do, Walter. Then, as chief of police, I hereby appoint you deputy sheriff. For the rest of the day, Miss Brooks, you'll take orders from me. But, Walter... Silence! Oui, mon capitaine. Here, with this badge, I hereby make you a deputy sheriff. Look, Walter, to you I'm a deputy sheriff, and to Harriet I'm a deputy sheriff. But to a deputy sheriff, am I a deputy sheriff? Hmm? Pounding 
a beat in a swamp. Oh, pounding a beat in a swamp, is it? Do you realize this is insubordination? Oh, insubordination, is it? You've just got to arrest that man. Oh, arrest that man, is it? This is getting monotonous, was it? you all run along and we'll forget about the whole thing. Oh, that settles it. Miss Brooks, arrest this policeman. Arrest this policeman, is it? Now, don't start that again. Will you go quietly or do I have to use the bracelet? Take it easy, lady. We'll settle this in a minute. That doesn't frighten anybody. I got one of those, too. Good for you, Sonny. Some people don't seem to be familiar with the Constitution of the United States, which says... We, the people of the United States, or for that matter, the in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice. Little Jack Horner sat in the corner eating his Christmas pie. He stuck in his thumb and pulled out a plum, and along came the Black Mariah. Guard, oh guard! Use Miss Brooks. He won't even listen to us. Let me call him. After all, I'm still mayor. Fine mayor. She's been in office six hours and the whole administration's up the river. (laughs) What's your fault is mine? You and your police whistle. Now, don't start bickering, children. Maybe if we behave ourselves, they'll make us trustees. Hello out there. Oh, guard. Jailer. Turnkey. Shut up. My, what ill-bred screws. Yes, Mrs. Denton, I'll call you the minute I hear from Walter. Goodbye. Imagine that, Martha. Mrs. Denton wanted me to call the police department. How would they know where her son Walter is? I can't understand it, Martha. You can't understand what, Osgood. That's the fifth parent who's called me up to ask why her child hasn't come home for dinner yet. You'd think they'd keep track of their children and not suddenly discover at 7 o'clock that they haven't come home for dinner yet. By the way, where's Harriet? She hasn't come home for dinner yet. What? Well, don't just stand there. Do something. Call Miss Brooks. I put the children in her charge. Call the police. The Bureau of Missing Persons. Get the district attorney. Contact the mayor. Find out if there's somebody else. Why don't they... Well, maybe you could get a hold of them. But I don't know what you... What are you just standing there for? I'm here to... I'm here to... Miss Brooks. They're in jail, Osgood. Fine, fine. 
see Martha, I told you there was nothing to worry about. Miss Brooks and the children are all in jail. Martha, take this phone out of my hands and put back the banana. young fella. You may talk with them, but don't try to pass anything through the bar. Oh, thank you. What, Mr. Boynton? Hi, Mr. Boynton. We've been framed. About that luncheon date, I don't think I can make it. <laughs> what is all this, Miss Brooks? Haven't you heard? We're celebrating Student Convict Day. <laughs> we were only doing our duty as public servants, but Mayor Rimson must have forgotten to notify any of the other authorities. Yeah, we raided some racketeers, and the next thing we knew, we were in the pie wagon. Now, they, they have no right to hold you here. Oh, officer. Officer. What is it now? Why, there, there's been a mistake. Please open this cell and let these people out of here. Oh, let these people out of here, is it? Well, yes, it just happens that I've had quite a bit of legal training in addition to my biological background, and I can tell you that you have no legal basis upon which to hold them any longer. Good for you, Mr. Boynton. And telling him, Mr. B. And furthermore, I'm sure you don't want to get into any trouble. Oh, I don't, don't I? Tell him you'll have him pounding a beat in the swamp. Uh, if you persist in this belligerent attitude, you're liable to be pounding a beat in a swamp. That's done it. I knew you'd see it my way. At last, Mr. Boynton, just you and I and the children. <laughs> Sir, I don't belong in this cell. Now oh, behave yourself, behave yourself, or I'll put you in solitary. Oh, there you are, Connie. What, Mrs. Davis? I would have been here sooner, but I just had to stop at the mass meeting. What mass meeting, Mrs. Davis? Oh, Mr. Boynton is with you. How nice. Uh, Please, Mrs. Davis, we've got to get out of here. Now, if you'll only... Everybody in town was there, Connie. And I told them what you said to me on the phone about student government day being run all wrong. Good for you, Mrs. Davis. Now maybe we'll get some action. Where's the brook, Stell? <laughs> the line forms on your left. I also told those parents how you said that if you had been running student government day instead of Mr. Conklin... There wouldn't have been so much dunderheaded bumbling. Uh, bumbling? Oh, hello, Osgood. We were just talking about you. Anybody want to buy a used teacher's license? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'll be running along. Now that Mr. Conklin's here, I'm sure there's nothing further to worry about. Miss Brooks, how could you put... Why did you have to... When were you... Oh, please, Mr. Conklin, remember your blood pressure. It wasn't Miss Brooks' fault, Daddy. Don't blame her. And you, Harriet, in prison... How could you do this to me? My own flesh and blood. You've got his blood, Harriet. You better watch your pressure, too. <laughs> Quiet, gentlemen. Miss Brooks, my painful duty to inform you that you are under suspension for conduct unbecoming a teacher. Have you anything to say in your own defense? Yes, Your Honor. I'd like a new trial. <laughs> On what ground? On the grounds that I'm not doing so well in this one. <laughs> we'll discuss that at the proper time. Meanwhile, you children remain here in Mr. Boynton's charge until I can arrange to have... Mr. Boynton? <laughs> what in the world are you doing here? I'm just visiting, Mr. Conklin. One of those guests you just can't get rid of. <laughs> well, we'll see all about this. I'm going straight to Mayor Rimson's office. I'll handle this matter personally. Oh, but what'll I do in the meantime? With a little luck, 30 days. <laughs> Oh, 
Well, you've done a lot for me, H.J., but I can't understand why we're dumping this slot machine deal. Because it's too hot, Mayor. Besides, our cut ain't big enough. Also, the people are up in arms. The people? What do they know about it? Ed, I'm surprised at you. What do my initials stand for? H.J., Honest Jim. I'm the people's friend, Ed, and we got an election coming up. We can't afford to let the people get upset, or the first thing you know, they'll start thinking for themselves. And then where are we? Okay, Jim, okay. I'll have the jackpot company get rid of those machines right away. No, I've got a better idea. Ed, you're going to make yourself a hero with every parent in this community. Huh? You're going to let the kids do this job, the kids who were elected to public office for this one day. Wonderful, Jim, wonderful. I'll call all my department heads, and I'll tell them the students holding office that I have complete authority. Fine, Ed. It's democracy in action. That's what it is. Yes, sir. Democracy in action. <laughs> and Mayor Remsen is solidly behind it. Until after election. <laughs> Which one of you is Mayor Harriet Conklin? I am. Step out, please. Now, which one of you is Chief of Police Denton? Oh, that's me. Come on out. I've had orders to release the both of you. Oh, but what about Miss Brooks and myself? Sorry, my orders didn't say anything about you two. But I insist that you release them immediately. Quiet, Walter. Orders are orders. <laughs> Once again, here is our Miss Brooks. Well, in spite of everything, Walter and Harriet got us out of jail promptly. And that wasn't the only thing Student Government Day accomplished. The racketeers left town almost immediately. In fact, the very next day, Walter took me out to the jackpot warehouse for a last look at the place. Pretty deserted now, isn't it? Yes, it is, Walter. Let's go in and see if they've cleaned out the slot machine. I'm going to look around in back, Miss Brooks. Go ahead, Walter. Hey, here's one of those nickel machines. <laughs> What a racket. Naturally, two lemons and an anchovy. <laughs> if I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. Crime does not pay. by Larry Burns, written by Arthur Alsberg and Al Lewis with the music of Lud Bluskin. Mr. Conklin was played by Gail Gordon. This program came to you from the Frankfurt studios of the American Forces Network Europe and was prepared for rebroadcast over this network by specialist Ed Barron. exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. 
In our last very exciting episode, the police commissioner of Midland City learned that the Hummer, that crown prince of wordless silly songs, was terrorizing the city streets and alleys with his malevolent melodies. Could you say that again? Certainly. Let's hear it. The uh, Hummer... I got that part. Yes. That crown prince of wordless silly songs is terrorizing the city streets and alleys with his malevolent melodies. Very nice. Thank you. You can really do it when you set your mind to it. I'll do it again. Once will be enough. That crown prince of swordless silly wongs. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. You had to spoil it. Well, two bits says you can't say it either. I'll call the winged warrior. All right, four bits in my Super Bowl. I'll get the number. Just one time try it. Not now. Chicken. The Hummer, that crown prince of wordless silly songs, is terrorizing the city streets and alleys with his malevolent melodies. Why don't you just call the winged warrior, Miss Helfinger? That's what I'm doing. We don't have time for silly games, you know, Miss Helfinger. Okay. This is a business office, you know. Right. So play your stupid games on your own time. And as the commissioner angrily hurls his Super Bowl against a nearby wall... <laughs> in the subterranean crime lab headquarters of the wonderful white-winged warrior, a special yellow telephone suddenly comes alive. Uh, hello? Hello? Hello. A uh, down telephone, down. What's wrong? I think this telephone's alive. All right. I said down telephone, down. Okay. This is the winged warrior here, over. I have a message for you from the commissioner. This is the winged warrior here standing by for a message, over. Yes, here it is. The Hummer, that crown prince of wordless silly songs, is terrorizing the city streets and alleys with his malevolent melodies. Tell the winged warrior to try and repeat that message. Commissioner, will you get off the line? I've got a fin here that says he can't repeat it. Commissioner. You mean the Hummer, that crown prince of wordless silly songs, is terrorizing the city streets and alleys with his malevolent melodies? Why doesn't the winged warrior just go look for the Hummer? Yes, Yes, Commissioner. Commissioner. We don't have time for all this fooling around, you know. No, No, Commissioner. Commissioner. Wow. Since when has gambling been permitted in the commissioner's office? And another thing, malevolent melodies. I've got two fins that says the Rolling Stones recorded that. Be listening tomorrow for another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. Hi, this is Sarah Spencer of Self Talk Radio Show, and you're listening to I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome back. So this was an Armed Forces radio broadcast of this episode, which aired January 27th, 1957. According to the Radio Gold Index, the original title of this episode was Student Convict Day. In my time in high school, I don't remember the student government much. I vaguely remember people running, never remember voting, and I know they had very little power to make changes. They were pretty pointless, but at least they never wound up in jail. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and on our host, Anchor.fm. You can listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and find the best location that suits you. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. 
If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com or by joining our Vintage Radio Club and get an extra episode a week. Tomorrow, we join Detective Danny Clover in Broadway Is My Beat and join us again next Tuesday for a new episode of Our Miss Brooks. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny signing off.